You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to another episode of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Yes, we win in Christ. I want you to tag a friend, let them know that we're live. And remember, you can also get uh, the audio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And at the end of the session, I want you to do I want you to do two things. I want you to I want you to make sure that you share what you learned today. I'm going to begin a new series today. I want you to share what you learned because that's how we get the word out. And then I got my iPad here. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like to share, comment. Uh, I'm going to answer those and and talk about those at the end of the session. Well, I want to welcome you. Uh, I've been out for a while. I want to give a shout out to two of my sons in the faith, uh, Joe Harris and LP. And they uh, did a wonderful job. Joe talked about service and LP talked about competition and comparisons. And they did an outstanding outstanding job. I was out preparing. We're getting ready to come back to in-person worship uh, August the 22nd. Mark that on your calendar. I believe we're going to have a blast both here in Birmingham, Faith Chapel, Birmingham, and Faith Chapel, Columbus, Georgia. It's going to be outstanding. I'm so looking forward to getting back in church, and I miss you, and I hope you had a great fourth, so we're going to begin a new series. I'm going to kind of follow Joe and LP a little bit. They follow me, so I'm going to follow them. I want to do a new series today entitled Climbing Down the Ladder to Greatness, Climbing Down the Ladder to Greatness. You know, I believe that every person on planet Earth has an innate desire for greatness. I believe that God put this desire on the inside of us to live an outstanding life, to stand out in life. And in the world, the world's way, the kingdom of the world, we climb up the ladder to greatness. But I am teaching from a kingdom perspective, and we're going to be talking about climbing down the ladder to greatness. I have a library uh, upstairs in my house, and it's, it's has all these books. I love to read and I have all kinds of books and they're all around the wall. And I have a slide rolling ladder that I can climb up on if I'm trying to reach up to some of those books up on the top shelves. But once I get up the ladder, I have to come down that ladder. And whereas the world talks about climbing up, We're going to be talking about climbing down. And if you've guessed it, our theme 
is going to be on humility. We're going to be talking about uh, humility. I have two background texts, and I believe this is going to be just an outstanding, outstanding series. Proverbs 29, verse 23, in the NIV translation, the New International Version of the Bible, Proverbs 29, 23 says, Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit, and some translation says the humble in spirit, gain honor. Now, Jesus said something also in Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18, verse 14, in the B part of the latter part of the verse, New Living Translation. Jesus says, <clears throat> pardon me, Jesus says, for those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So we're talking about humility, and we're talking about climbing down the ladder of greatness. Now, listen, as I walk you through uh, this first lesson, I want you to be thinking, making mental or notes or writing down notes or putting notes in your phone, any concern, questions you have, I want you to send me your questions, any comments, and I want to know what stood out in the lesson to you. What, what spoke to you? Did God speak anything to you? Is there any observation that you have? And then we can kind of learn together uh, at the end. But we're talking about climbing down the ladder to greatness, and our theme is humility. Now, humility is a mark of spiritual maturity. If you want to wanna, uh, gauge or uh, you want to find out qualities of what a mature person or mature Christian looks like, humility will be always one of those traits. Show me a spiritually mature believer and humility is going to always be present. Humility is a mark of spiritual maturity. Now listen at this. Humility is a character straight. I hadn't got into my definitions yet, but humility is a character strength. It is a character strength. Now the Spirit of God spoke to something to me that it, I wrote it down in my journal and it's so very, very uh profound. March the 14th, 2015 is when he spoke it to me. I wrote it down in my journal and the Lord said this to me. He said, the next move of God is going to be in the area of character. Now listen carefully now, because we're heading toward the next move of God. And he said this to me, that the next move of God is going to be in the area of character. 
character. Now, there's going to be signs. There's going to be wonders. There's going to be great miracles. There's going to be a great harvest. But those who lead and participate in this next move of God are going to be people or believers or leaders of character. Character. God is going to be looking for character. Now, humility is a character strength. So when we talk about character and being prepared for the next move of God, humility is one of those traits that we must possess, you and I, if we're going to participate, and I know you want to participate, in the next move of God. So in this first lesson, I want to, I want to teach from the subject, Jesus, the perfect example of humility. Jesus, the perfect example of humility. Humility. Now, Jesus came in the earth for several reasons, but one of those reasons, he wanted to be an example to you and I, an example to the church, an example to the believer. And the Bible says we're to follow his example. So in this first lesson, let's talk about this humility thing, what it is, what it's not. And let's get on the same page. And I want you to think now, when you hear the word humility, what's your thoughts? What comes to your mind? How would you define humility? And then I'm going to give you a list of definitions. I want you to compare my list with your list, and we're going to get on the same page. Because we got to get on the same page because this is a quality. This is a trait that we must possess, humility we must possess if we're going to be a part, an active part of the next move of God. So let's talk about what humility is not. What humility is not. Number one, humility is not self-depreciation. It is not self-depreciation or self-deprecation. Self-deprecation. It is not self-humiliation. Well, what does all these words mean? These words simply means to belittle yourself. It means to put down yourself to talk down yourself. So humility is not talking down yourself. It's not putting yourself down. You hear some people, they think humility is bad-mouthing themselves. You know, I'm nobody. I, I probably never achieve anything. You know, uh, I'm this and I'm that, and, and I don't know much, and, I, you know, I've I, I don't come from a great family. I come from the other side of the tracks and all these things. That's not humility. Humility is not putting yourself down. I'm a loser. You know, everybody in my family been a loser. That's not humility. Now, listen at this. Humility is not seeing yourself less than you are. Humility is not seeing yourself 
less than who you are. Well, who are you? You are, now listen, you're going to love this. I hope this encourages you. You are a human being with dignity created in the image of God with God-given abilities and God-given talents. That's who you are. You are a human being with dignity created in the image of God with God-given abilities and God-given talents. Now, humility is not speaking less of yourself than you are. Humility is not, N-O-T, is not refusing to have any ambition to be better or to be better, to do better, reach it, to reach your full potential. That's not what humility is. Humility is not refusing to have any ambition to be better or do better or reach your full potential. Humility, what is it not? Humility is not weakness. It's not being a doormat for people to walk all over you. Humility, now you're going to love this. Humility is not failing to appreciate or acknowledge when other people compliment you. Other people compliment you. You say, oh, it was nothing. Uh, it's just that little old thing. No, no, no. When people compliment you or say something good about you or some good quality about you, say thank you. Thanks. I appreciate your kind words. I appreciate your thoughtfulness. That's what you say. Don't push it away. Don't put it down. Don't downplay it. When people compliment you or say nice things about you or affirm you, say thank you. I appreciate your kindness. I appreciate your thoughtfulness. Don't add all that or it was nothing. Don't add into that because that's not humility. Now, listen at this. Humility is not quietness, being a quiet person or introverted personality. We call that a shy person. There are some people that are extroverted. There are some people that are introverted. Some people can kind of go both ways. But listen, just because you have an introverted personality, just because you're what we call shy or a quiet person or a laid back person, doesn't mean you're humble. In fact, you can have a quiet, introverted personality and be very proudful. You can be a very proud person. Okay, so let's push all those things off the table. Now, let's talk about what humility is. And I got several definitions. Now, remember, you have your thoughts. You have what you think humility is. So I'm going to give you several definitions. Humility is having an accurate understanding of both your capabilities and your limitations. Humility is having an accurate understanding of your capabilities 
and your limitations. Some people uh, would put it like this, having an accurate understanding of your strengths and weaknesses. I just like, like, I like capabilities and limitations. Having an accurate understanding of your capabilities and your limitations. In fact, psychologists have found something that the Bible have said for centuries, but psychologists have discovered a link between humility and the ability to learn and effective leadership. That's, that's powerful. Now listen at that. Psychologists, people who st study the mind and attitudes and, and, and behavior have discovered a link between humility and the ability to learn. Well, that, that makes sense. It really makes sense because an humble person doesn't think he or she knows everything. So that person is open to learn. But they've also, and I thought this was very good for all of us who are leaders, whether you be a leader in your home, a husband, a wife, parents, whether you be a leader in your community, leader in business, leader in ministry, leader in the church, wherever you're a leader in the community, psychologists have also discovered a link between humility and effective leadership. And I can understand that because effective leadership is really connected to the ability to create teams. One of the first things that Jesus did when he entered, uh, when he began his ministry was to find a team, to get a team of people around him. So great leaders understand the importance of teams, but great leaders understand that they have limitations, capabilities, and, but they also have limitations. So they surround themselves with people who can bring something else to the table and they're willing to listen to those people. So listen at this, humility is an accurate understanding of your capabilities, things that you can do, do well, but also your limitations. What is humility? Humility is aligning your thoughts, your thoughts and your beliefs with God's opinion of who you are and his estimate of your worth and value. Now, that's a mouthful, so I'll say that again. And I know some of you may be taking notes. Humility is aligning, aligning your thoughts and your beliefs with God's opinion of who you are and his estimate, aligning your thoughts and beliefs with his estimate of your worth and value. So whoever God says you are, then you align your thoughts you align your beliefs with who God says you are. You align your thoughts and you align your beliefs with God's estimates 
of your value and your worth. Now, you may think that you don't have any value, you don't have any worth, but that's not God's estimate. Others may think that you don't have any value, you don't have any worth, but that's others' estimate, that's not God's. So an humble person, they align their thoughts and their beliefs with what God says, what God says about them, and they align their thoughts and their beliefs with God's estimate of their value and their worth. Now that's powerful if you think about that. And we're gonna, we're gonna see how Jesus did just that. Um, another definition of humility is humility is the place of entire dependence on God. It is the place of entire dependence on God. And, and that may be a process. That's Andrew Murray's definition, the great minister, author, Andrew Murray. He said that humility is the place of entire dependence on God. And since this journey, this Christian journey, is just that, a journey, it's a process, then we should, as believers, become more dependent on God as we mature in the things of God. Humility is being approachable. We see, we see this in Jesus. He was very approachable. The Bible says that the common people heard him gladly. The Bible says he was a friend of, of sinners, tax collectors, people who didn't live a great life, but though people could walk up to him, they could engage him. He was very approachable. Show me a person who possesses humility. I'll show you a person who is approachable. Humility is the willingness to say I was wrong. If you are a parent or a husband or a mother and you can't ever say to your children, I was wrong, then that is evidence of pride. That would be true of a pastor. That would be true of a coach. That would be true of a CEO. That would be true of any person in leadership or any person, period, whether you're in leadership or not. Humility is the willingness to say, I was wrong. Humility is knowing who you are, accepting who you are, and not being consumed by trying to please and impress others. Now, I tell you something, I think, I think we gotta grow up in this area. We're talking about humility. We're talking about climbing down the ladder to greatness. We're trying to get on the, on the, on the same page because people got this, these different ideas about community, humility. What, what are you thinking right now? What, it, it, are you seeing something right now? Is God saying something to you? So humility is knowing who you are. You're comfortable with who you are. 
you're comfortable in your own skin. It's accepting who you are. Humble people are not trying to be somebody that they're not. They're not trying to be like somebody else. They're, they're, they're not imitating some superstar, some whatever. Humble people, humility is knowing who you are, accepting who you are, and not being consumed by trying to please or impress others. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you consumed with trying to please or impress others? If you are, then that is evidence, not of humility, is evident of your pride. You, you want what they think about you, you know, what they think about you. Humility is not needing the approval or the praise of men. Do we want approval? Yes. I think every person wants approval. I think children want to be approved by their parents. I think spouses want to be approved by their spouses. I think uh, pastors want to be approved by the followers. The followers want to be approved by the leadership and the pastor. I think uh, the uh, the desire for approval and and someone to affirm you, I think that's human. I think that's natural. Listen to what I said. I said humility is not needing, not needing the approval or praise of men. You see, some people need you know, it's kind of like if I'm, I'm I, I, um, I preach a sermon, okay? I'm a, a minister, I'm a pastor, so I preach a sermon. And after that sermon, I need people to be pleased with, us, with what I said. I need their approval. I need them to praise me. I am saying that that's a problem. That is a problem because now you're going to be in the dump based off what people think. Well, they thought it was great. They didn't think it was great. They had a problem with this. They had a problem with that. And so now you're down in the dumps and discouraged. And I've been there and done that. Been this, you're discouraged because you didn't get the approval or the praise of men. And that's rooted in pride and not in humility. Humility is redirecting your power, redirecting your power for the sake and the service of others. Redirecting your power for the sake and the service of others, whatever power it is. It can be your spiritual power. It can be your intellectual power. It can be physical power. It can be financial power. Uh, it, it, whatever power, influence, positional power is redirecting your power away from self for the sake of others and the service of others is redirecting. See, in the world, in the world, the people in the world 
operating according to the world system, their power is directed toward exalting them. They're trying to climb up the ladder to greatness. So they're directing their power, financial, physical, intellectual, uh, whatever positional power, it's about them ascending. Their power is directed for them to ascend up the ladder. We're talking kingdom now. We're talking about the kingdom way to greatness. The kingdom way to greatness is not, I'm not going to direct all of my power for my sake. But if I'm kingdom influenced, I'm going to direct my power, whatever kind of power that may be, for the sake of others and for to serve others. Now, in other words, I'm going down the ladder. I'm, I'm going away from self and I'm going toward people. And when I go away from self toward the service and the sake of others, then it moves me up the ladder in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, I have to move outside of myself in order to go up. That's different. It, it, is a, it is a paradox. It is different. It is it's the kingdom way to do things. Now, listen at this. Uh, humility is knowing who deserves the credit. It is knowing who deserves the credit. Who deserves the credit? Who deserves the credit? In the world system, I deserve the credit. That's who deserves the credit. I am responsible. I did this. I met, came up with this idea. I started this. I did this. So in the kingdom, it is knowing who really deserves the credit. I, I'll give you a definition of humility. That is my definition. My definition of humility is honesty. It is honesty. Now, I, from time to time, I have people say this to me. They'll say to this to me. They'll say, Pastor Mike, you, you're so humble, or you're, you're an humble person, or I had met a person as humble as you. They said that. Well, you know, th that's, a, that's a compliment. Okay, you're an humble person. That's a compliment. I don't downplay what people say, but the, when I look at it from my vantage point, from my vantage point, from their vantage point is humility. They, they said, this is an humble person. You're just an humble person. People say that to me all the time. From my vantage point, the way I view it, I don't necessarily view it from the standpoint of I am trying to be humble, I view it from the standpoint of honesty. So if if somebody says, man, that was powerful. Uh, you all built that dome, uh, 3,000 seats, $16 million, and it was debt-free. Or you built that campus, you know, and 
all those buildings, $26 million activity center, 100 acres of land. Boy, you just amazing, okay? Well, from my vantage point, I know what it took to do that, okay? First and foremost, I know, and as long as you know it, God is fine, I know the times when I was afraid, the times when I uh, was so dependent on God helping us, I, the times when I didn't know what to do, I didn't know which way to go, and God would show me which way to go and what to do and what to say. And to get on this side, when you have a manifestation, and to think that you are responsible for it is dishonest because it's just honest to say, you know, I thank God because if it hadn't have been for him, we never would have done it. I knew I wouldn't have done it. I would have downsized it. I would have messed it up. I would have quit. So to me, it's just being honest. I also know that it took hundreds and thousands of people who believed in the vision, people who, who believed God and people who gave and people who confessed and people who stood and, and people who, it wasn't Mike Moore, so to walk around thinking that I'm all that in the bag of chips, as they say, it's dishonest. It's dishonest not to give people the credit. It's dishonest to, to, to say you just came up with all this and you just did all this and all that. So for me, humility is being honest. It's just being honest about who deserves the credit. Also, and finally, and I know we, we're spending most of our time today just talking about what it is. Uh, I think a, a definition I came up with about humility, I think was very powerful, is understanding our place in the larger order of things. Humility is understanding our place, understanding our place, understanding our place in the larger order of things. Let me give you an illustration of that. When I first got called to, to pastor <clears throat> a church, pastor church, I pastored a Presbyterian church, and then we found this church, Faith Chapel. And, you know, there is a, there is, a, there is, uh, there is pride connected to youthfulness or inexperience. A, a lot of times there's a lot of pride associated to youthfulness and inexperience. Uh, that's why the Bible says over in 1 Timothy, it talks about leaders and bishops and, and people who are over people that said they shouldn't be a novice lest they be lifted up in pride and, and get a snare from the devil. Why? Because there's something about immaturity, uh, inexperience. You, you tend to, to think more of yourself than you ought to. 
Uh, so when I uh, first started out as a pastor, I had this big old vision in me, and I thought everybody in Birmingham going to come to my church, and everybody going to be a part of Faith Chapel, and I'm going to win everybody, and I'm, I'm the pastor for the city, and you have all those grandiose ideas, but as you mature, you learn that you're not going to win everybody. And I discovered that after 40 years, 40-some years of pastoring, you're not going to win everybody. And you're not supposed to win everybody. And not every person is going to join your church and be a member of your church because they're not supposed to because God raised up pastors after his heart. And there are many pastors in this city. And as you mature, you realize, watch this, your place in the larger order of things. That's humility. You recognize your place in the larger order of things. So at this point, I realized that Faith Chapel, that we have a place in the larger order of things, and there are some people that we're going to be a blessing to, we're going to encourage, we're going to build up, we're going to train, we're going to develop. They are assigned to be a part of this, but there are other pastors who have God-given visions and God-given dreams, and there are people that have been assigned to help them and develop the vision. And then when we put the visions together, this church and this church and that church and this church and Faith Chapel and this church, and, and together we can reach the city, and that's understanding your place in the larger order of things, in the big picture. And so I think that's humility. When you get to a point where you can appreciate what others are doing and you can respect this man of God or this woman of God or this pastor or this apostle, this prophet, and you can appreciate what they're doing without feeling a sense of competition uh, like LP was talking about. You're not competing. You're not trying to outdo anybody. You're just trying to do your part. And when you get to that place, that is a place of humility. You're just trying to do your part and you can support others and help others and pray for others and celebrate others. That is a place of humility. Um, I, I read this. I read this. And it looked like we're not going to get far in our, our, our thing today. But, but we, need, we need to understand what, what God means when he says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time. The, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So we need to have at least some understanding of what humility is in order to, to seek it and to desire it and, and to want it to be a part of our experience. So that's what we're trying to do. And I read something, I read something uh, recently, and it said this, uh, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. Now, I love that. 
Don't you like that? I love that. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's not putting yourself down. Humility is thinking of yourself less. I'll say that again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Humble people, they think of themselves less. They don't put themselves down, but they have an outward focus. They are thinking about others. Now, listen at this. Listen at this. I, 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 the essence of humility in, in four parts. The essence, to kind of boil down everything I've said, I think the essence of humility is connected to four things, but have three objects. God is an object of humility. Self is an object of humility. And others is an object of humility. Now listen at these four things. The essence of humility is having a proper perspective of God and proper relational alignment with God. I'll say that again. Humility is having a proper perspective of God and a proper relational alignment with God. And I said that differently. Humility is you you appreciating the sovereignty of God. You're appreciating that there's no one above him, that no one is above him. No situation is above him. You appreciate his sovereignty, but you also have a relationship with him. A relationship. And so humility is you're always looking up to him. You're always looking up to him. You're always, but you have a relationship with him. You're looking up to God. But secondly, humility is having an accurate Bible-based view of yourself. Having an accurate Bible-based view of yourself. Whatever God says about you, if God says you're a new creature, you're not going to say anything other than that. If God says you're righteous, you're the righteousness of God, you're not going to talk about uh, you're a sinner saved by grace. If God says that you're a world overcomer, you're not going to be talking about you losing and you're a loser and you're a failure. If God says you're more than a conqueror, that's what you're going to say. If God says that you uh, you have the victory, you're a winner, you always triumph, you're going you're gonna to have a accurate Bible-based view of yourself. If God says you're a king, you're going to say, that's who I am. I'm a king. If God says you're a priest, that's what you're going to say. That's who I am. 
You see, God, when he talks to me, God says, and if you spend some time with him, he's going to talk to you about you. God calls me a prophet. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm walking and I'm, I'm operating in the office of a pastor, but he said that he had adorned me with the robe of a prophet. He said, I've ordained you a prophet to the nation. He said it several times. I wrote it in my journal. Now, listen, I have no desire to be a prophet. I never pray, make me a prophet. There is nothing in it that I won't in terms of being a prophet. But since he says that's who I am, I don't always, I don't fully understand what that means and the fullness of what it means, but I've accepted it. Okay, you said that's who I am, so I just say it. I just say that's who I am. I'm a prophet because God says that. So that's what humility is, is having an accurate Bible-based view of yourself. Now all I'm doing is taking all those definitions and I'm dropping it in four slots. The third slot is humility is having the ability and the desire to acknowledge and learn from the achievement and expertise of others is having the ability and the desire to acknowledge and learn from the achievement and expertise of others, okay? Humility, I desire, I have the ability, to learn from others. I'm, I'm willing to learn from others' achievements. I'm willing to learn <coughs> from others' expertise. So <coughs> humility involves, number one, you don't think you know everything. You don't think you know everything, and you're willing to learn from others. You're willing to learn. You, you, you submit to others' expertise. You, you're willing, you respect what others have achieved. And now listen at this, you can learn from anyone. You can, when you're humble, you can learn from your kids, even though they're under you, you can learn from your subordinates, even though they report to you, even though you're the supervisor, you, you can learn from them because they have an expertise. They, they're putting their hands on some things. They know what's going on. And, and you're at this level and you are leading, but they are putting their hands to what's going on. So they have an expertise. So Humble leaders can learn from them. You can learn from people that follow you. You can learn from your wife, husbands. You can learn from your children's parents. It, 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 it is the ability to learn from others, their uh, achievements, their expertise, their experience. And then finally is Humility is having an others-oriented relational posture, an others-oriented relational posture, an others-oriented relational posture. In other words, your posture 
is primarily others. You're thinking others and you're trusting God to take care of you, but you're thinking others. You have an others-oriented relational posture. You're never going to be fulfilled. You never are going to be fulfilled in life if you have a self-oriented relational posture. If everything in your life revolves around you and what makes you happy, what makes you better, what makes you, if that's your posture, you're never going to grow spiritually. You're never going to feel a sense of fulfillment and you're never going to achieve greatness because greatness is connected to having an others-oriented relational posture. You're thinking about others. Now, man, I, yeah, I, I know the title of this, Jesus, the perfect example. I'm just feeling led, and I got all this stuff to show you how Jesus walked out all this that I'm teaching right now. But listen at this. Listen at this. James Merritt says a simple way to measure your humility quotient, a simple way to measure your humility quotient is this. The more pride, number one, the more pride you have, the more desire to use others to serve you and make you successful. I said that again. The more pride you have, you desire, the more you desire to use others to serve you to make you successful. I, I got to say that again. This is how, how do you measure your humility quotient? Number one, the more pride you have, the more you desire to use others to serve you and to make you successful. I said that one more time. The more pride you have, the more you desire to use others to serve you to make you successful. Number two, the humbler, the humbler you are, the humbler you are, the more you desire to serve others to make them successful. The humbler you are, the more you desire to serve others to make them successful. So pride and humility operates on two sides. Pride is a desire to use others to serve you to make you successful. Humility 
is the desire to serve others to make them successful. Now, now, now that we walk through all of that, we walk through all of that, and maybe that's all we were supposed to do today. What side are you on? Are you more on the humble, humility side or are you on the pride side? What side are you on? Are you more on the pride side? And it looks like we're going to do a whole thing on pride. But just from today, just from today, because I got a whole thing about Jesus, and we're going to look at him and, and how he operated. But I think today I was just wanted to get us on the same page because the Bible says pride brings a person low. Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. Jesus says he that exalts himself shall be humble, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. So as you think about what humility is not, is that what you thought humility was? When we talked about these definitions of humility, how did you grade in, in those definitions? When we talked about humility in, in its essence, how did you do? How, how did you grade? What are you thinking? What thoughts came to your mind? When we talked about how to measure your humility quotient, did, are you the kind of person that you use other people to serve you to make you successful? Or do you serve people to make them successful? Is it your desire to make other people successful? And in our next lesson, we're going to see that that's what Jesus was all about. He's the perfect example of humility. I think I, 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 I want to look now at, at some uh, questions that you have here. And if you got any other questions, you can give me your questions. Uh, here's the first question. If not needing the approval of others is humility, then what strength? It seems like strength or confidence is needed when you're not needing somebody's approval. Trying to get my hand around that question. If not needing the approval of others is humility. And that's what I said. Humility is not needing the approval of others then what strength? It seems like strength or confidence is needed when you're not needing somebody's approval. Well, you ask what strength? If needing the approval of not needing the approval of others is humility, then what strength? Strength is serving people because you want to bring glory to God and because you want to help them. Strength. When, I, when I'm in a position of strength, I'm not serving people for their approval. I'm not, I'm not 
trying to bless them for their approval. I'm blessing them because that's what God has assigned me to do. You're blessing them because that's what you've been positioned to do. And we're going to talk about purpose. I, I did a series um, that's going to involve purpose, and, and we're going to talk about that in the near future. But really, it's a lot about motives. When you need approval from people, and that's your motivation, and sometimes we don't know it, but it is our motivation. That's why we get offended. We get offended when people don't approve of us and they don't praise us. We get offended, but our motive should be to glorify God, to expand his kingdom, and to bless people, to serve people. We're not serving people for their approval. And when you get to that point where you can serve people, because, you know, a lot of times, we, met, we, we, we misinterpret Luke 6, 38. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. But it didn't say the people that you give to will give back to you. It says God will cause men to bless you. So you give. If people appreciate it, they don't appreciate it. If you feel led by God, if that's your assignment to serve people, you serve them and you're glorifying God. You want to glorify God through your obedience. You want to glorify God and you want to bless people. You want to make their lives better. And that's why you're doing it. You're not doing it for their approval. So strength. Is when you don't need it because what you really need and want is God to be pleased with you, that God want, to, want you want his approval. So that's strength when you shift it from men to God. Here's a second question. If pride is the opposite of humility, then how can you have pride in yourself when you want to be approved by others? Is that pride or do you want just to be praised by others. I hope I'm saying this right. I think I may have answered that question. I think I may have answered that question. The, the bottom line on it, and, and we'll probably get into the pride thing later, I wanted to kind of deal primarily with the humility thing, but in talking about humility, you can see what pride is. I think pride it's going to always be self-centered. It's going to be self-oriented. Humility is going to always be others-oriented. In other words, I am concerned about God's glory. I am concerned about serving people that their lives be better. So it is... When I am concerned about me and I'm the center of it, then that's pride. That's what Lucifer did. He said, I will, I will ascend up to the mountains. I will exalt my throne above. I will. If you look at, at Isaiah 14, he said, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. And so when you get down to pride, then... It's about self-exaltation. 
that's what I meant by climbing down the ladder to greatness. When you climb up, you're trying to all you're trying to exalt yourself. Climbing down, you're trying to exalt God and exalt others. Now, what that does, the kingdom work that way, then God will exalt you in due time. But that's not your goal. You're not trying to exalt you. You're trying to glorify him. You're trying to exalt and promote and bless people. And then God will exalt you. And we'll see that uh, in our next lesson next week. I, I pray that you got something out of this lesson today. Uh, we just spent all the time talking about what humility is not and what humility is. And I trust that you've been blessed. We're going to pick right back up here in our next episode, our next lesson. And we're going to look at Jesus and we're going to see how he approached life, what he taught, what he said, uh, how he lived, his relationship to the Father, and you're going to see the perfect example of humility. Thank you. I appreciate it. I see one question just came in. How do you conquer the battle in the mind of, of blessings and showing them versus not showing it for the sake of people, seeing it another way as a boosting of pride? But it's, oh, that's, oh, you, 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 you put so much in that question. You, you know, I, you know, I don't know how to answer that because it's multi. It, you weaved it in. How do you conquer the battle in the mind of blessings and showing them versus not showing it for the sake of people seeing it another way as a boasting or pride, but it's not a bless. Here's what I need you to do. I'm gonna come back and I want you to be back. I want you to rephrase that question for me. Because it's kind of convoluted. It's, 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 I don't know how to answer it because it's running all into each other. And I, I know you're saying you're asking something good. And I, I, I can see relevance in what you're asking. It's just intersecting so many ways. I don't even know how to, I don't know how to answer it. But I appreciate it. I want you to give it to me next week. I want you to put it in a different form and I'll be more than happy to answer for you. I appreciate y'all questions and I appreciate you being with us today. We'll stop here and we'll pick back up in our next uh, session. I love you all.